any form of social media like Facebook? Do, you, I'm on Facebook. You're not on Facebook. I'm probably on Facebook with your mom. Okay, that, so ignore that part. Uh, unless you're on Facebook, that's cool. You can add me as a friend. Or don't, whatever. Okay, um, okay, let's let's restart that then. If you're on any form of social media, TikTok? You guys are not on TikTok? Y'all, are you kidding me? You're missing out, okay? I know I'm supposed to preach like, you know, limit your social media time. Y'all, TikTok's good, okay? Instagram? What are you on? Snapchat? Uh, I had that when I was in middle school. So who's old now? Still me. Okay. Okay. Uh, excluding Snapchat. So we're going to go back to TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, even though you're not on it, but your mom is and I'm friends with her. Right, Brock? Um, and so if you've been on social media at any point in your life, you know that there's something called Reels or the For You page. Um, I didn't know that that was called a For You page. I thought it was called the home page. I'll get back onto Facebook, don't worry. Um, and I didn't know that the For You page was called the For You page because it was made for you. If you just learned that as well, you're welcome. A very valuable lesson from Pastor Brittany, okay? Um, it's tailored for you. It's made for you. And if I would be honest, uh, my For You page is probably pretty embarrassing compared to yours um, because my For You page is full of things that, how do I say this nicely? The Lord just hasn't blessed me gifting wise, okay? Um, it was not the Lord's plans because my For You page is full of videos like professional dancers, not the weird TikTok dance moves, that's weird, okay? But like professional dance videos, I'm never gonna be a professional dancer. I can't clap on beat. It's also full of like really good singing videos. I don't know if you know this, um, can't sing for the life of me, Espen's laughing rude okay um it's also full of these like man i love these videos Orga organizational like home hack videos um so like for instance i have multiple videos saved of like how to have the cleanest spice rack you've ever seen in your life and how to make it look like you don't live in your home at all and keep everything a secret I save these videos like I'm gonna use them later. And I'm gonna be completely honest, if you know me at all, you know I have zero organizational skills just by looking at my car, all right? I'm one of the people that need, I need 24 hours advance notice if you are going to ride with me in the vehicle so I can shamelessly shove everything to my trunk without watching your beady little judgy eyes on me, okay? I don't. The Lord didn't make me this way, all right? And the Lord has very different plans for my life. He did not plan for me to be a professional dancer at all, okay? He didn't plan for me to be a professional singer at all. I can't even carry a tune, all right? He did not plan for me to be an organizational woman. That I'm still sad about. But God did not give me those plans. And I think when we start to hear God's plans for us, maybe a lot of us have some different feelings. We have some different emotions, some different responses when we hear God has a plan for you. And maybe we question, does God really 
have a plan for me. Maybe we think, well, if God has such a good plan for my life, then why have I faced so much heartbreak? Why have I faced so much trouble? Why is my life so hard? Or we think, <laughs> yeah, God doesn't have a plan for me. Maybe he has a plan for everybody else, but when it came to me, he was just like, no, you're flying solo. You're on your own. I can't help you. Or maybe you think at the thought, God has a plan for me. No, I cannot give up my control because I have a certain look and I have a certain like thought of what my life is going to be in the next 20 years and God can't mess that up. And maybe we think, well, I'm gonna stick with my plan because there's no way that God's plan is better. But that's not the truth. See, the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And if you haven't caught on tonight, that's what we're talking about, is God's plan for you. See, God has a plan for your mom and your dad and your aunt and your uncle and your grandma and your grandpa and your cousins and all of those people, but God also has a plan for you. You were chosen by God. You were designed by God. And God put something in you. He put purpose in you. He put things in you that you're going to be really good at and things that you're going to be really terrible at. He put stuff in you, a purpose in you. And he put a plan in you. He has a plan for every single one of us who belong to Jesus. Every single one of us who have said, man, I choose to follow Jesus. I choose to make Jesus the Lord and the Savior of my life. He says, okay, then you know what? Let's figure out what that plan is. But what is the plan that God has for you? I wish I could stand up here and tell you, man, you're going to be a professional athlete. You're going to be a pottery maker. If that's still a thing. I don't know what that's called. <laughs> The potter, thank you, Espen, okay? You're gonna be a grammar guy. All right, all of these things. I wish I could stand up here and tell you each and every one of your plans, but I am not God. I did not design you, and I did not create you, but God knows exactly what he is doing with you. He knows your exact plan. He has your whole life laid out step by step, and I think some of us are like, <laughs> okay, no thank you. I don't want God's plan. I want my plan. I want the plan that I've had since I was six years old. I'm gonna go to Duke. Is that still a good college? I don't even know college. I didn't go to college, <laughs> clearly, okay? And I have all of my steps laid out in front of me of what I'm going to do, how I'm going to get there, and how I'm going to achieve it. But then I think we kind of forget about, but the Lord says, I have a plan for you. I have a hope in a future. I have good and not disaster. So tonight, I kind of want to break down this Jeremiah 29, 11 verse, because if you've been in church any time of your life, you've heard it. Your mom probably has it on a t-shirt or like one of those like water bottles that she got super into making water bottles and it's a sticker on there, okay? You've seen this around. You know what I'm talking about. You know the verse. You have it memorized. But then I think sometimes we forget the weight of the verse. We forget that that's actually a promise from God to us. So we're going to start in the first part. It says he has plans for good and not for disaster. And I think that if some of us are sitting here right now, I've heard a lot of your stories. And if I could talk with you one-on-one, -on -one, you'd probably say, yeah, but you don't know, you don't know my story. 
My life doesn't feel good. It feels like a disaster. I don't know how I can say, man, God has a plan for my life and it's going to be good when my life is falling apart. When my parents' marriage is ending, when I'm failing school, when I just feel like a wreck. And if I could be completely honest with you, there is a really, really long season of my life where I would agree with you. And I would say, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really believe it either. I didn't really believe that God had a plan for my life and that it was going to be good and not for disaster. Because to me, it felt the complete opposite. A couple years ago, right before the staff and like 200 kiddos we were about to take to Camp Cedar Ridge, whoop, whoop, we were about to leave, and I was just in my room packing when I got a phone call from my sister-in-law. And she had said, I don't want to freak you out, but your brother has been shot. And my brother was in a deployment overseas. And I didn't, she didn't have any more information. She just said, he's been shot and he's been taken to a hospital. We don't know anything else. And I'm like, cool, God. What about that promise of good and not disaster? I don't know anything that's happening right now. I can't get a hold of him. I can't get in touch with him. His wife doesn't even know what's happening. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. And I just got honest with God and I got real with God and I just wept. And I said, God, if you have plans that are for good and not for disaster, I have to see it because right now I don't feel that. And of course, the Lord brought me back to that Jeremiah 29, 11 verse. And he said, for I know the plans that I have for Brandon. They're plans for good and not for disaster. I will take care of your brother. I will make sure he is okay. So finally, right before I got on the bus the very next day, right before we were about to lose cell service, I had no update of what was happening. I had to try to make it through the night, keep packing all my stuff. And the next morning, right before we loaded the bus, my sister-in-law called me again. She said, this is the craziest thing ever. Apparently, wherever he got shot did absolutely no damage. So if you're ever shot overseas, usually it means you're probably coming home. And she said, there was absolutely no damage. He's fine. (laughs) It was just a small wound. The bullet did literally nothing. And they actually sent him back to finish his deployment. And so I was like, okay, God, that's awesome. Okay, but what about like, what about how you're going to use this for good? What about how his plan is going to be good and not for disaster? And I A couple years later, fast forward a couple years later, my brother, it's time for him to get out of the military. He served a really long contract. It's time for him to get out. And because of that one bullet, even though it did zero damage to him, he somehow got full disability as a veteran, which means he gets full benefits for the rest of his life. And my brother is now healthier than he's ever been. He actually just became a dad like two months ago. She's the cutest thing in the whole world. But God, that's pretty awesome. But God reminded, hey, I have plans for good and not for disaster. I have plans for good and not for disaster. If what you're facing right now feels like a disaster, you have to remember our God is good. And his plan is good. Even in the middle of it, even when it hurts and it sucks, our God says, no, my plan is good. I will turn it for good. I will use this as part of your story. I will use this as part of your plan because it is good. So if the middle of your parents' divorce right now doesn't feel good, it's because God's not done. 
He's not done with the plans of your life. He's not done writing your story. If the heartbreak that you feel right now does not feel good, God is not done. He will use this as part of your story, as part of his plan. And his plan is always good. So the last part of that verse says to give you a future and a hope. Now, each and every one of you has a future. And when we start to talk about the future, I don't know if you were anything like me, but I would freak out. I would like start to get really bad anxiety because a lot of you are in stages of your life where you have to think about, are you going to go to college? Are you not going to go to college? What college are you going to go to? If you go, do you have good enough grace to get a scholarship? I don't know. College is expensive. How are you going to pay for college? What if you have to get a job? Ew, right? And a lot of us have, make, have to make a lot of big decisions here in the future. A lot of us are, we're about to get our license. How are you going to pay for a car if you get a car? Does that mean now you have to have a job? What do I do with my life? Oh my goodness, I'm only 16. It's a lot, okay? I get it. I was there. And when we think of the future, we can get a little freaked out. But God, again, promises, I will give you a future and a hope, it's exhausting to think about the future when we can't even think about what we're having for lunch tomorrow. It can exhaust us, and I'm sure some of you have your parents asking you multiple questions. Even as freshmen, do you know what you want to do after you graduate? Who do you want to become? What do you want to do? Oh, you want to do that? Oh, that's not good. And a lot of people have a lot of opinions about it. But did you know God has something to say about it? If he promises to give you a future and a hope, then I'm pretty sure the God of the universe has a say in what that is for you. He knows what his plans are for you. They're not just good, but he also gives us a future and a hope. After high school, like probably a lot of you are about to, you're about to finish, you got your little senioritis happening. Um, when I graduated high school, I had absolutely zero idea of what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to become a veterinarian. You know what you have to do to become a veterinarian? You have to have good grades. You know what I did not have? And money. Good grades and money and scholarships and rich parents. I did not have any of this, okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a veterinarian. No, you're not. And then I was like, this is it. I'm going to be a medic in the military. No, I'm not. Have you met me? No, absolutely not, okay? And then I was like, okay, I'm going to be a nurse. No, I'm not. That's disgusting. Sierra, you do great. I could never do that, okay? And I had all of these thoughts and I had all of these ideas. What am I gonna do when I graduate high school? What is, what's my career gonna be? Am I gonna make a billion dollars? <laughs> no, I'm not, okay? And I had all of these thoughts and I had all of this anxiety and I had all of these worries. And then I was like, oh, we have God. And so I took a step back and I was like, that sounds like a great idea, Jesus. What would you like me to do? And I asked, and I felt like he answered. And he called me, a lot of you have heard this, to something called YOM, which is like a six-month mission school. It's in like every state, every country. And I found one in Australia, and I felt God's peace about it, and I left. And when I left and when I got there, I would stop and I would make sure, okay, God, what do you want me to do next? And then he'd tell me what to do next. Okay, God, what do you want me to do next? Okay, I will do that. And then I kept asking and he kept telling. And it would eventually lead me to becoming a pastor. Now my future is not over. I don't know what God has next for me. I don't know what his steps are. But what we have to do is we have to take time to ask him, God, what do you want me to do next? 
What do you want me to do? What steps do you want me to take? What do you have for my life? And little by little, he'll reveal it to us. Little by little in our obedience of asking God, God, what do you want for me? What is the future you have for me? What is the hope that you have for me? He will start to reveal it. Now, if God revealed to me way back when I graduated high school that I would become a pastor, no. No. I would have said, no. Absolutely not. Not going to happen. But God didn't reveal to me the whole thing at a time because he knew I wasn't ready for it. I couldn't handle it. But instead, what he does is every time I ask, he'd reveal a little bit. And every time I'd ask more, he'd reveal a little bit more. And eventually, I would start to walk in what it is that God wants me to walk in. Proverbs 3, 6 says, Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. It's not my will, but God's will. It's not my plan, but it's God's plan. And he has more. Right? We're only scratching the surface with what it is that God is calling us to do with what his plan is. The truth is, you could do a thousand different things. You could travel the world, you could become a nurse, good for you, right? You could do all of these things, but have you asked God what he wants you to do? Have you asked God, what do you have for me? What is my future? What is the plan that you have for me? And I think sometimes we're scared to ask this because what if God, what if God has us do something that we hate? Then you don't know God. He's not going to give you something that you hate. He designed you. He created you. He knows everything about you. He knows your likes. He knows your dislikes. He knows what you're interested in. He knows what you're like. Nope, no way. He would not do that to you. He would not withhold anything good from you. But it is our job to ask God, what do you want me to do? The plan that God has for your life will exceed every expectation you've ever had. It will be better than anything you could have ever thought of. It will be better than the 10-year plan that you gave yourself. It will be better than all of it because when God is in it, it is always good. And he always reveals himself to us. And sometimes, I think we get wrapped up. I call it our little P purpose or our big P purpose. This is like your career. This is what you're going to do after you graduate. This is like who you want to become. But I think we forget about our little P purpose. What is God asking me to do right now? What is the plan that he has for me right now? While I'm in high school, what is the plan that he has for me? Because in order to get to your big big P purpose, you gotta be faithful with what he's giving you right now. Is what he's giving you right now maybe trying to to get you to go apply for a job that you're like, oh, I don't know, this is kind of scary. I gotta become an adult, I gotta do my finances, I gotta do my taxes. Calm down, okay? When God is in it, you're great. But what is he asking you to do right now? Is he asking you to serve in the church? Is he asking you to be a friend to somebody at school that you're like, they don't deserve my friendship? They don't deserve my kindness. These things that we do right now are part of God's plan as well. We learn what God's plan is by asking him, by seeking him, by going after God. We want to know what our purpose is. We want to know what God's plan is for us. We want to know, what am I going to do after I graduate? We want to know every answer. And God says, I want to know you. And I want you to know me. 
And I want you to seek after me. If you want to know God's plan, get with him. Open up your Bible. Get the version Bible app. I don't know if you know this. Since you don't, apparently use TikTok or Instagram. Try another app. It's the Bible. It's incredible. It will read to you. Amazing. That's incredible. Okay, but if you get the Bible, you want to know God's plan, you want to spend time with him, you want to hear what he has to say, open your Bible. If you feel like God is silent in your life, if you feel like you can't hear him, if you feel like there's something blocking you, open up your Bible. That is the living, breathing word of God. And anytime I feel that, anytime I feel, man, God, I don't really feel like I hear you right now. I don't know if I'm hearing clearly. I open up my Bible and God speaks. James 4, 8 says, come close to God and God will come close to you. You want to know what your purpose is? You get with God. You spend time in worship with him. You spend time on your knees praying to him. You spend time with him. The quickest way, man, to get in the presence of God, get in worship. What worship does is it takes the focus off of us and it puts the focus back on God. And when we feel worried and we feel all this anxiety and we feel stress and we don't feel like, man, I don't know what I'm gonna do after I graduate. I don't know how I'm gonna get these scholarships. I don't know what I'm gonna do. You get in worship and you worship him. We literally have a playlist for you on Spotify. You don't even have to do any work. All you gotta do is hit play. It's incredible. You get in your room, you get alone, you get in your drive to school, wherever it is that you can have time with the Lord and seek his face, do it. If you wanna know your future, if you wanna know what God has planned for you, then we gotta spend time with him. We have to ask him. And then little by little, he will reveal to you what it is that he wants to have for you, the future that he has for you. So instead about stressing about it, spend some time with him. Put the video games aside, put social media aside, put all of the distractions, thing that you know are gonna take your attention and spend undivided attention with God. If you know somebody has the answers of your life, wouldn't you want them? God doesn't want your future to scare you or to overwhelm you. He wants to walk hand in hand with you. But he's not just going to like barge his way in. He's not just going to knock down the door to try to tell you what it is. He wants to be invited. He wants to be invited into your life. He wants to know, man, my kid wants to know what their plan is for their life. And I want to tell him what it is. And all we have to do is ask him. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. God's plan for our life is always better than our plan. Always. I would have been a terrible nurse. Not going to lie. I would have been a terrible medic in the military. Not going to lie. But that's because that was my own plan. That was my own will. And I think it's important to know that, yes, God does want to give you the desires of your heart, the things that excite you, the things that you're good at. God also plans that into your future. I love people. I love talking to people. You know what I do for a living? Talk to kids. Perfect. Could I have ever planned that for myself? Absolutely not. But because I spent time with God, because I spent time talking to him, because I spent time asking, God, what do you want me to do? Here we are today. 
And so I would just encourage you, and I would just challenge you, if you're stressed, if you're worried, if you're anxious, if you want to know what God's plan is for you, I can't tell you what that is, just spend time with him. He's got a future and a hope, and it is good and not for disaster. But God has a plan that will exceed every expectation that you've ever had. Let's go ahead and pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for these kids, Lord. We thank you so much for, man, just their heart to want to know you, their heart to want to pursue you. And Lord, I pray that any person right now who is questioning God, what is the plan that you have for me? What am I supposed to do? What is it that you're calling me to do? What is my future? Lord, I pray that they would just get alone with you. They would spend time with you. They would ask you. And when they ask, you would answer them. You'd reveal to them piece by piece what it is that you're calling them to do. And Lord, I pray right now that they would just let go of the expectation of their future and know that, God, if you are in it, it is going to be good. We love you so much, and it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.